Hello and welcome to Birds on a Telephone Wire. My name is Caleb Joshua Robb and Aries Fox Matrix. And today, um, I guess <laughs> we're just going to talk a little bit about my life thus far. Um, I just feel like this is something that I really want to put out there. And um, But before I get into that, I wanted to quick address something that I had mentioned in my introduction that I kind of wanted to elaborate on because I really didn't that much. Um, and it was when I said, and I kind of just spurted it out and continued because that's something that I do. I said, um, like, social media is an illusion. And I never really elaborated on what I meant by that because just saying that by itself doesn't, like, really make any sense. I guess what I was trying to say was that the idea of social media being this place where you are truly connecting with people personally or like truly getting to know people and knowing like what kind of a person they are and like you think that it, but the, the reality is that social media is such a it's such a highlight reel and it portrays such a false sense of reality that it can sometimes distort distort our image distort our perception of what our life should look like and what their life looks like because it's like what we see on social media is not actually what their life looks like like somebody could post a picture of themselves like splashing in an ocean with the dolphins but then later that day they might get into a huge fight with their boyfriend and you don't see that but you see them splashing in the ocean with the dolphin right you see them having fun but you don't see what happens later in the day so I feel like that's what I was trying to say. And also the idea that we gain our some some of somehow we gain status through social media, we gain like this, this, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, almost like a like a rep social reputation, if you will. And it's like, we're trying to build this. I don't know, this is that that's just my perception and my projection of it, I could be totally off. But that's kind of the vibe that I've been getting from social media recently. And I've recently been really changing my relationship with social media. I used to be so absorbent in it. And I used to just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And I found that for me personally, doing that just wasn't really helping me. It wasn't making me feel good. And it wasn't something that was worth my personal time. And so I've really tried to take more control over how I'm spending my time and what I'm putting my energy and my creativity into. And so I've decided to turn my social media into more of like a place where I do post things, I do put out things, and I do connect with people that I need to connect with. But other than that, I try to stay off it. I try not to get sucked in because I look back at like all the times when I've just been like lying on my bed, scrolling through Instagram for an hour, and then I get off my phone and I ask myself, like, how do I feel now? What did I do that propelled me forward in my life? Or what did I do that... And and I mean, there's nothing wrong with spending time on social media. There's nothing wrong with even spending an hour. Like, And if it's your job, you have to. Like, Some people have to be on social media all day because it's their job. So I totally get that. But for me right now, that's just not personally my thing and it's not my job. So anyways, that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, so today's episode is basically just going to be going to be me like talking about my life and like what what it's looked like. Um so you're going to get a good picture of what it would be like to be somebody that was raised in like the heart of Texas um during this time. So to catch you up to speed, man, okay, so I was born in 1997. 97. <laughs> I'm a 97s baby, Gen Zers, we're coming after y'all. <laughs> oh gosh. So many opinions out there about Gen Z. I can't, uh, I can't wait to see what what becomes of us. It's gonna be great. 
Um, but like, okay, so I was born in Wisconsin. We moved down here to Texas. I was two years old. And uh, let's see. So I lived in Rowlett. <clears throat> I lived in Rowlett for a long time. And that was pretty cool. Um, growing up, I was homeschooled. And uh, uh, when I got to be a certain age, I became a part of a homeschool curriculum called Classical Conversations. And I learned Latin, which was pretty awesome. I mean, it's not like it's a dead language, but it's also the root, like the root language. And so it's at least I think so. I don't want to say anything that I don't know. But like um, <laughs> I know how to say we, <laughs> it was like a Christian classical conversation, homeschool curriculum thing. So we learned how to John 1, 1 through like verse seven or eight or something in Latin. So I can say that. In fact, I'll, I'll just do that right now just for fun. Um, in principio erat verbum, et verbum erat potes, et deus erat verbum. And that means in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, if I'm correct. I think that's correct, but could be wrong. Um, but yeah, so I was a part of that for a while, and that was pretty interesting. And then when I got to be like... I don't know. Oh, before I get to that, uh, also, so my upbringing. So uh, we were, were raised going to church uh, every Sunday. Every Sunday we went to church. We went to a place called Bible Fellowship Church North in Texas. And uh, fun fact about that church, actually, um, my brother had a friend um, who was in the small group. And in that small group at this church was... Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles, the guy that plays Dean Winchester on Supernatural, went to this church and like my brother had friends that were like in the youth group with him. Like, isn't that wild? I think that's wild. I think that's I think that's pretty wild. And that's cute. And <laughs> Jensen Ackles is gorgeous, let me just say. Oh my god. Anyways, enough of that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Focus, Caleb. Focus. Okay. <laughs> So, grew up going to church, grew up doing all that stuff. Um, Wednesdays was uh, youth group night. Wednesday night was the typical youth group night. I mean, if you grew up going into evangelical church, Wednesday night was kind of like, at least where I grew up, some of them are probably different, but at least where I grew up, Wednesday night was like the night where the youth group was happening. It was like Wednesday, it was always Wednesday night. Uh, Wednesday night and then Sunday morning. Wednesday night, Sunday morning, air week. Um, and we did that for a while. Um, and then we moved over to a church called Chase Oaks Church, and that was nice for a while. Um, but then, like, to be completely honest with you, I did not fit in, and I didn't feel very welcomed there because... And I was also very little. Like, I was a petite boy. Like, I, I remember there are, like, two... There are, like, a couple memories that I remember there that I remember... One of them I remember fondly, and one of them... I look back on and I realized that it was something that I deeply embedded into my subconscious that really hurt me for a long time. Um, the first thing that I really liked that I was deeply fond of was that they had this like place where you could play video games and they had a station uh, where you could play Guitar Hero 3. Yeah, Guitar Hero 3. Do y'all remember Guitar Hero 3? That shit is the bomb. Like, I don't know about you, but I think we need to bring back Guitar Hero. I think we need to bring it back and we need to revamp it and, and do it again because I... I loved that era of my life. I was just playing Guitar Hero every day, shredding on those five buttons. Like, I thought I was the king of the world, right? I was, like, a little 12-year-old boy. And I, like, had the guitar, like, behind my back, like, playing songs. Like, I was, like, such a cool guy. And I was just, like... <laughs> it's, it's so funny looking back on it. But, like... Um, so I have this fond memory of us playing Guitar Hero. 
at this youth group and with a couple of friends of mine. And um, that was so much fun. Then the not so fond memory was when we were in this dodgeball pit, which was like this cage that was built into the building. And it was like this cage and it had a door where you would go in and it was caged off. And there was it was like a little tiny gymnasium where we would play dodgeball before like the service would start. And I remember, I mean, I, oof, like little, little redhead boy with little nerdy glasses kind of still haven't hit maturity yet, even though everybody around me had, I still was sort of like not blooming yet. I've bloomed now, thank God. But like, it took a while, honey. It takes a while to grow these things. Like, um, but then I was just like there and I remember, I remember seeing like a group of two girls that kind of were like watching. And I remember like running up to the cage and like jumping up onto the, like the wire. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like when you see fence wire, that's like the crisscross fence wire. That's kind of what it was made of. And I remember like jumping up and latching onto the fence wire and like looking at them and like acting super crazy just to get a reaction out of them. And one of them was like, Ugh, you're the devil's child. And that really hurt my feelings. Let me just say that. <laughs> I didn't like being called the devil's child. That was not a really fun thing. Um, <laughs> uh, so those are two memories. Um, and then there was another memory I had where somebody came up to me and they were like, do you like, they were like, do you like pussy or assholes? And I was like, I, I was just dumbfoundedly struck. I was just never heard that language in my life. And here was this kid that came up to him was just like, do you like pussies or assholes? And I was like, uh, uh, um, I, I didn't know how to answer. So needless to say that church really didn't work out for me. Um, <laughs> ah! um, but then I moved to a fantastic church in Wiley. And that was a great place for me at the time. I made a lot of really good friends there and I still have some friends to this day and we keep in touch sometimes. And I'm really thankful for a lot that happened there. And that was really good for me. I think one of the things that was hard though, was, um, being in school and have, I remember school being very busy and I remember I wasn't able to make it every Wednesday. I wasn't able to like go every Wednesday cause I had to either write an essay or had to focus on my school. And I had to like you know, do my, do my shit. I had to do my thing. And, um, I remember sometimes getting this, uh, message that it was like they were, it was, I don't want to say they, but like, I got the message that the group was annoyed and like would sometimes judge me for not going to church every Wednesday, you know, and it'd come out and not in a big way, but it'd come out in tiny comments like, you're finally here, or where have you been? And not even in like a, oh my God, we're so glad you're, we're so glad you're back. Where have you been? We love you. We miss you. It was, where have you been? Like, you've been missing two weeks. Why? Like, can't you just do school later? Like, and so that was a turnoff, a total turnoff. Um, but I, I, I stayed because I really liked what the leader was teaching us because I had such a deep connection with the leader and, um, that was good. So I was there for a while. And so that's me growing up there. What else did I grew growing up? Oh my God. I would go to this place called Eagles Wings. Um, it was like a gymnasium and we'd go there every Friday 
It was a homeschool day at like one o'clock to three o'clock. And that was so much fun. I can't even imagine in the middle of a pandemic doing that. Oh, we would never. Could you imagine? Like, I just remember being there, like all of us were running around in bare feet, climbing up like ropes and like, like f slinging off of ropes into foam pits like that was the bomb. Like, I don't know about you, but I think someday... I want to like make like, or I want to go to like this place that's like that for adults where we can just like, <laughs> I know this is weird, but like, it'd just be fun. Just like go run around and like a trampolines and like jump off a giant trampoline into like a giant ball pit and like everybody's laughing. I feel like that'd be so much fun. Anyways, back to what's going on. So basically what else happened in my life? Um, I was a part of some other group that I can't remember the name of, but it was also like something where we would do crafts. And then we had like a skit that we performed, you know, is that like a church somewhere? And I really don't remember what that was about, but that was fun. And then like, I did like something. Okay. So, so yeah, my early life was kind of a blur. Like the first memory I have, um, the first memory I have is actually looking up at my grandmother's door. Um, and I remember it was the door to her basement. That was my first memory. The next memory that I remember, I'm like a little kid in Rowlette in the house. And there's like, sunlight coming through the windows and I'm like walking in the living room and like that's like the first memory I have and I remember every morning hearing like Mark Schultz play like do y'all know do y'all remember Mark, Mark Schultz oh my goodness that song um y'all y'all need to go do this as a throwback go on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you listen to music YouTube and and look up Mark Schultz um I think gotta catch myself or something <laughs> you know what actually i'm just gonna play it for you right now because why not right you're already here like i might as well <laughs> i might as well have you listen to this um oh god i hope this audio isn't too loud if i by the way if the audio sounds really bad on this episode i'm sorry i'm still getting used to this whole thing and i'm getting started out um but that's okay we're learning right we're learning uh 2003 mark schultz stories and songs there are some beautiful songs on this album. Letters from War, You Are a Child of Mine. Oh my gosh, these songs just make me want to, like, cry. Okay, this song, Running Just to Catch Myself, you gotta hear this. Wait. Ah, uh, yeah. That sound is so... The like... We need to bring that back. I don't know about you. I'm, I know the... I know... When I say I know every word to this song, I mean I know every word to this song. Wait. I can't stand, stand, can I get a witness? Can you hear me, anybody, anybody? Oh, so good. Anyways, thank you for, thank you for listening to that. Thank you for, for, um, thank you for, thank you for listening to that. Um, so, and then my life, um, I started, I think that, the darkness and the hard part started happening when I was 12 or 13. That's when I started to get, um, that's when I got diagnosed with anxiety and that's when I got diagnosed with like depression as well and OCD. 
And uh, I remember the first time I had to go to therapy was because this is going to get deep really fast, by the way. Um, and this is a trigger warning because I'm going to be talking about some theology that has been really difficult for me and has really hurt me personally. Um, and that is the theology that I grew up with and absorbed regarding the book of Revelations um, and regarding the idea that someday like I might wake up and nobody would be there in my house. Nobody would be there. And this is something that millions of us are going through. Millions of us. Like I was just listening, not just, but like last year I was listening to um, uh, Dan Koch's podcast, You Have Permission, which by the way is incredible. Oh my God. Y'all need to go check out Dan Koch's uh, You Have Permission podcast because he has an incredible um, he has an incredible couple of episodes where he actually talks about end times anxiety and what that is. And, um, uh, that those episodes were really comforting for me because it helped me realize that I wasn't alone in, in these, in these fears and in these anxieties. And this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And so, um, like I remember being 13 and 12 and like crying in my bed at night, constantly saying like the Lord's prayer and like asking Jesus into my heart over and over and over and over and over again, because I was so terrified that like I wouldn't get to go with, or like I was going to be left out. Like that is so like church, like evangelical church. If there is, if, if a 13 year old boy is crying in their bed because they're afraid that they're not gonna like that. They're afraid of these things. That's, that's a red flag right there for the evangelical church, but we won't get into that today. Um, so that's when all that stuff started happening. I, after, and then I got a little bit older and it got a little bit better. And then I entered into high school in, 2012. So we've moved from 1997 to 2012 now. Um, and a lot of other stuff happened back then too, that I not right now. I'm just kind of going off the fly. Um, oh, by the way, this is all off the fly. I don't go off, off of a script just because I like, uh, podcast to, podcasts to sound more like you're right here talking to me and not that I'm just like reading something and trying to stick to something. This is just kind of what I want to do. Um, so I remember joining high school, Lucas Christian Academy. It was like a little private school in Lucas, Texas. Um, and I was there from freshman year to senior year. Um, and I'm trying to think about what I should say. I'll say this. I made a lot of incredible friends there and, and it was a, um, it was a great place to get grounding. And I think that the education that I received was really good. And it was very rigorous though. Like it was a lot of hard work. Um, it was a university model private school. Um, and so, yeah, I made a lot of friends there. I, hmm. I got good. Ed I got good education as far as like academic discipline. I would say that the thing that I took away from that school the most was the discipline academically, the hard work academically, and then the friendships. Those were probably the main things that I took away from that school because I'm just going to be honest. I think honesty is better than sugarcoating. There, there was a lot of stuff that 
went on at that school and that was taught at that school that was not good and that actually perpetuated the things that i was fearing even more and i might get into that into some other episodes but i'm not i think what's important for people to know for anybody that's listening to this is i am not out here trying to I'm not out here to get like, whenever I criticize, this is something that I feel like I should put out there. If I ever criticize, quote unquote, like the evangelical church or quote unquote evangelicalism, you need to know that this is not something to take personally, that the things that I will be critiquing and talking about will be systemic and theological. They will be ideas and they will be stories and they will be messages that I had received. And this is not a place where I personally like attack personal people. That's not the point. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to share my story. So I just want to put that out there right now, just so that I make myself very clear that when I talk about these things and I use these big words and these umbrella concepts, I'm trying to pinpoint and talk about theologies and I'm trying to pinpoint and talk about messages that deeply hurt me and explain why they hurt me so that people can know about it so that change can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. Um, so I was at that school and then I went to a community college for a few years, like four years. I went to community college because I really didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I took basics there and I switched my major like three times. Um, and during this whole time I would been working at Chick-fil-A for five years this okay i need to tell y'all that oh my goodness this is so embarrassing i gotta say it though like do you ever look back at yourself and you're just like oh my gosh i can't believe i said that i can't believe i said that um well this is that story for you all right so here i'm putting myself on the line so I would have been a sophomore in high school. So this is back when I was still deeply evangelical, deeply still super religious, Bible thumping, not really, um, not really connected spiritually in a way that was beneficial for me or for anybody around me. And, and um, I remember this is, gosh, I even feel so embarrassed to have to say this, but hey, listen, there's things in our lives that we're all embarrassed about, right? Um, I remember think this is still back when I, I thought I was straight and I still thought that it was, it wasn't good. It was a, it wasn't good to be, be a homosexual. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I remember in the interview at Chick-fil-A, like I was asked why I wanted to work for Chick-fil-A <sighs> and you already know it's coming. You already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay um i remember telling the interviewer that i wanted to work for chick-fil-a because of the way they valued traditional marriage and the interviewer i did not know at the time was gay oh oh my god like looking back at that moment it's kind of come full circle because now like here we are i am hella queer and like god was just kind of like psh, 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 psh. hello caleb like <laughs> um so that's embarrassing but now that that's out there at least i don't have to have that on my conscience <laughs> uh yeah but you know i just sometimes looking back at some of the shit that i did and said 
oh god if i could go back and change it but here's the thing like i have to look back and be like that was something that i was a product of my environment and i was simply projecting out what was being implanted into me so those messages were being implanted into me and those were the messages that my subconscious was projecting out when i was having conversations with people so you know that you know, I, I even sometimes like think like looking back at some of the things I probably said, I deeply regret, you know, and I think that's something that we all experience and we all face. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to hammer down on that too much because that was just a tiny embarrassing. But I just wanted to tell you because like, you know, I fucked up like I fuck up a lot. Um, so basically, what else happened then in my life? So I went to move to Ch I was at Chick-fil-A for like five years and then, um, basically not going to get into too much detail yet. Cause I'm going to save it for another episode, but, and then I met, I met a boy and, uh, then I started to, uh, um, things started to happen. <laughs> uh, and, um, I started to realize the things that I was truly feeling and you know what I'm saying? Um, so that was kind of a hard thing for me to fathom and process. And, and, and I can't wait to talk about this in, in another episode. But after that, I decided to join Starbucks, which is where we're at right now, baby. And join Starbucks because they have an incredible program with Arizona State University where you can go to college. Like you can you can go to college through Starbucks. It's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, that's been my life thus far. Um, that just kind of like to give you a tiny, tiny, quick gloss over of like what's been going on in my life and like where, where I'm at right now. Um, there's so much, but, uh, I, I guess I'll just save that with you, share that with you today. Um, and yeah, uh, what do I want to leave you with today? Okay. Let me, oh, okay. I'll leave you with this today. So I was on your holisticpsychologist.com the other day. And I was wanting to look up what ego work was because I didn't know what ego work was. And um, I started, I'm learning a lot. We're learning a lot. Um, so basically, this is a little like step by step. This is like a nice thing to do when you wake up in the morning. And it'll, I can't really get into the explanation right now. But um, this is from the holistic psychologist. And this is what they say. Find a quiet place with no distraction where you feel most comfortable. Close your eyes and take one deep breath. Repeat this affirmation. I am safe and I choose a new way to experience myself as separate from my ego. Here we are priming the brain to relax into this work. It can be very uncomfortable to view yourself in this way. You might feel sensations in your body or racing thoughts telling you not to practice the exercise. All of this is totally normal, fear-based resistance from the ego. Seeing your ego is the first step in taking away this power and decision-making control. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye.